Welcome to the Godcasts. Well, hi again all. It's uh, John here with uh, Dave. Don't let him tell you his name is David. Dave is fine. It just saves you time. Uh, and today we're starting up for Sidmouth and we're starting week three. Uh, yes, week three. Has it only been three weeks? Well, it hasn't yet. We're only starting three weeks. No, three. this is true. That, so it hasn't even been three weeks. No, no. And how long are we doing this for? <laughs> Next time you text me saying, I've got this idea, I'm just not going to open it. Um, so we're heading for, for Sidmouth. This is a bit of a longer track, I think, isn't it? It is. It's back to proper midweek walking distances. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. The, uh, and by this time, I guess you're sort of feeling like a proper pilgrim. I mean, you'd be in the, in the stride, so to speak. Um. Don't know what is a proper pilgrim. What I think was, I, I quickly fell into just a routine of, of walking. It, mm. it became uh, a very enjoyable thing to wake up in the morning and know you were going to walk somewhere that you hadn't walked before. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, I know that for some of us, if we want to get out and do some exercise, I, we've talked about exercise to you, haven't we, John? About I, I recognize the word, yeah. Um, going for walks might mean that the best you can do is just walk the same loop every day or walk to the bath or that, whatever it is. So there was something quite exciting about having a different route every day. Mm. Um, and that, that was quite nice. And I suppose I did. I, I'd, by two weeks, I had fallen into the routine mm. of getting up, walking, being somewhere different at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and there is something quite... Um, quite exciting about that yeah yeah and also just getting used to sharing the story of when people ask you why you're doing it i mean you're sort of two weeks in it's a bit of more of an established yeah and two weeks in if someone says oh you know where are you going and you say i'm heading to canterbury and they go oh that's quite a long way yeah yeah where did you start from and you say land's end they go wow yeah so it sounds a bit more dramatic, you know. In that first week, when people were saying, "Where, what, you know, what's the thing?" and you say, "I'm going to Canterbury," you could see some of them going, "Yeah, of course you are." <laughs> end of the week, mate. <laughs> no end of uh, but a couple of weeks in, I suppose, yeah, you feel like you are a proper pilgrim. You, you've actually been doing this properly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, as properly as I ever do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, and and talking about doing pilgrimages properly, um, you came across the idea of sort of virtual pilgrimage, didn't you? While you were doing, yeah, I think one something that happened over the weekend uh, was that um, being in Exeter, I found that I had much better access to the internet. I could Google stuff and chat and catch up with things, and it made me start thinking a little bit about technology and pilgrimages mm. and the internet and pilgrimages and um when i was planning this route which had sort of started in 2016 and i was googling places that i could go and looking at maps and things like that i also found there were so many websites set up offering you the opportunity to do a virtual pilgrimage mm. 
And mm. at the time, I can remember looking at these and, and going on to some of them. There was one that said, travel daily with the Pope. Mm. And it was taken from his trip to the United States in 2000. Oh, that's not your nickname anymore? No, no, not me. Oh, no, well, right. Not that one, no. Um, I'm not allowed to wear the hat anymore. So. Uh, yeah, well, I think we're all relieved. <laughs> um, yeah, you could go onto this website, maybe you can still know, and you could follow the Pope's journey back in 2015 every day. Mm. And I was thinking, I don't know, I don't get this idea of virtual pilgrimages, but the idea was that if you can't get there for whatever reason, here mm. was an opportunity. And as I started to think about this, when I was on the walk, I started to realize actually just that there was some value in it, perhaps. Mm. Um, you know, I was experiencing every day some incredible sights and beautiful panoramas and an opportunity to be in nature and, and mm. sense God's presence there. And whilst a photograph or a video can't replicate that completely, it can give you a sense, mm. Mm. some sort of sense of that. And so I started thinking, well, actually, you know, maybe if you can go, go online and look at photographs or little video clips and get a sense that there is some value for people who can't mm. make the trip themselves. Mm. Um, part of me felt, well, this defeats the point of pilgrimage. The point of pilgrimage is to get up and do it yourself. Mm. Mm. Certainly was for me. Mm. I want to join any of the sort of um, package pilgrimage trips that are available you can sign up for these and you can go on the big routes and mm -hmm. people will take your luggage for you and you can be guided on on your daily walks um but for me very much it was about wanting this is my experience i wanted to make it a very personal thing and and i i suppose at, at that time i was thinking this is one of those gifts that that google gives regularly you know that really aren't that great um they sound good but really and you know the, we've, we're told that the world is much smaller it feels much smaller than it's ever been because of mm. all these things and rightly or wrongly it's possible to fly almost anywhere in the world for ludicrously mm. little financially and so the world is accessible to us. And why wouldn't you go and do it yourself? Why would you choose to do it virtually? Otherwise, mm. and it just struck me at the time that oh, this is just one of those modern things, and it's just not not great. But mm. there's some other elements to that too. When I was planning my route and doing Google, and you can go on sort of Google Earth and drop pins mm. in the place you want to go and this animated globe will spin and eventually come to the spot. Mm. I got distracted, obviously, at times. And <laughs> that I could type in the name of a, of a town in Romania that I'd visited and the, the map would rotate and suddenly I'd see these, this place mm. that I'd once been and could, oh, I remember being there, or, or drop a pin in the middle of Peru. Mm. And suddenly find yourself experiencing that. And, and actually there was something quite... Um, exciting about that too and I thought, well, actually maybe my my judgment about all this and virtual pilgrimage has been a bit, a bit harsh you're not always right are you that's I what mean, you're saying no well i don't know about that but this is where the nickname the pope came from you see um so so there was this 
know, this opportunity to see a world that maybe isn't available to, to you. And there was something interesting about that. Um, so I had this kind of slight dilemma about whether technology gave value to pilgrimage or devalued it. And mm. as I was walking, coming out of Exeter that day, that was kind of what I was pondering a lot, really. Mm. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, in terms of the sense of connectedness? Because you are right that we can see events happening almost in real time, you know, pretty much now anywhere on the globe. We are inundated with, with updates. Uh, but it is being filtered through, uh, with the best will in the world, a story that's being told to us. And mm. so the images that are being sent to us uh, have been selected amongst thousands and thousands that are being sent to news agencies. Yeah. Um, and the the point of getting out and and doing it in whatever way you know is the point of of you know developing your own connection. Um, now we all have our own filters, I know, but at least it's your own experience of it. Um, just to bring back Tolkien, because um, for years that's really all we've ever talked about. Um, I, I love the moment in The Hobbit when Gandalf is trying to get Bilbo to go on this big quest, and Bilbo's just like, I can't leave the Shire. <laughs> And there's this book where he, there's this moment where he says to him, "But the the world is not in your books and maps; it's out there." And I th I think that's what you know. Thing experiences like this you know, point you to that yes, you can read about what where others have been, and that's brilliant. Yes, you can plot it and see it on a map, and all those kind of things are cool. But it just cannot compare with the experience of just you know yeah, pounding yeah. the fields, pounding the pavements, doing the legwork, and seeing it with your own eyes. For sure. And there's that thing, isn't there, as well, about, you know, the road to anywhere starts outside your door. Front door. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sense that, that that is the beginning to anywhere you want to go in the world. Yeah, yeah. How do I get to those yeah. here? This is where you start. You just you open the door, yeah. Open the door and you start walking. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you know, we were chatting before we, we started today about this whole sort of virtual pilgrimage thing. Um, and we, we can get quite sort of um, cynical about sort of technology. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I mean, you can be quite cynical, Dave, about most modern life. But, you know, technology in general is an easy target to aim at, isn't it? Because we all are aware of the distraction of it and the limitations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the idea of doing pilgrimage virtually stretches back as far as the old Celtic sort of labyrinth ideas, didn't it? When people yeah. couldn't physically get up and go. Yeah. There were plots that were, you know, made in the paving slabs of cathedrals or designed in mazes in people's gardens. Um, and the idea of deliberately taking the longest way from A to B, which might be a relatively short distance, but this winding path to deliberately slow down. Um, and I know for, for many people, we've, we've done labyrinths in, in, in my church over the years, uh, many people who sort of laugh at the idea have found it to be a profoundly moving experience. Yeah. No, I, I, I love the idea of labyrinth. Um, I can remember when I first started sort of investigating it and things like Stations of the Cross, which as a Baptist, I think, you know, we're sort of, we can be a little bit afraid of those things because they've got this very sort of... Mm catholic high church sort of sense about them and people get worried but they have a huge huge power to draw people in i've done a sort of labyrinth stations of the cross kind of crossover regularly when i was in uh, swayze near, near cambridge and we used to set up these very elaborate uh, 
journeys through Holy Week. Um, and they can be really immersive, really draw people into the story in a way that you can't achieve just by sort of standing at the front and saying, this is the story of Easter, this is what happened. And yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't work so well, but certainly, yeah, you're right. The This virtual pilgrimage has been around since the Middle Ages and probably earlier. Mm. And if we think when, for most people in that period and before, they weren't, they didn't have access to, to books. Reading wasn't a, you know, a thing for your, your average guy. Mm. They were dependent on the oral presentation of stuff. Storytellers were big things in communities still at that time. Mm. Mm. They were held with high esteem. Yeah, yeah. This and, and, and being others. And so the person that could come and tell you the story of the journey, mm. of the places that they'd been and, and fill them this sort of mystical imagery that they could paint was really powerful. And those mm. people were, were important. Mm. And there's a lot of evidence that um, virtual pilgrimage was, was quite a big thing, and certainly through the Middle Ages, um, to the extent actually that they started producing little little badges little mm. things that could be given to people about yes. journeys and you could collect these to show that you've sort of done them yeah 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 the um the other thing i came across a while ago was i was visiting a um a church i forget where it was i think it was an anglican church uh, and they had this sort of uh, display board that you could go up and see and carved into it was the shape of this labyrinth that had been there years earlier and I think it was a car mm. park now or something but they had the the picture of the labyrinth but it was carved into the thing um, and I just went over and had a look and then there was a little description next to it that said that um, some people like to put their finger at the start of the labyrinth yeah. and trace it really slowly um, and that for them was, again, not the same experience of, of walking a labyrinth, which in itself is a sort of a virtual, medieval virtual pilgrimage. Uh, but now there was an even smaller version of that, um, which required less exercise, which I liked personally. But the, um, the idea of just doing something to keep you focused, to distract you, um, to slow you down, um, these are things that we all, all crave. Definitely, and I, I think you know you were you were talking about um, storytellers and people who could tell the story of a community or a culture um, or how we got here, etc. Because um, I I find whenever I do take serious time off, um, and there's something that you want to get into, something you want to read about or you know, write or whatever, very often the gift that you get in those spaces is the bigger picture. It's, it's the longer journey. It's the uh, the wide angle on, on something. Um, and we're all hungry for that, aren't we? To know that our lives have a place in this crazy, big, unfolding, messy, beautiful story. Uh, and to, want to understand that really grounds you, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And th that sort of takes me, I guess, to, to the conclusion of my, th my thinking at the time, my reflections on this, was something that made me just step back a little bit and remember that this pilgrimage for me was actually a bit of a privilege. Mm. It was a luxury. Mm. I was in a privileged position to have a period of seven weeks mm. to set aside people that were going to, that made that possible for me. And that for most people that just was never going to be a reality. Mm. And, and actually, so 
So, you know, those sort of judgy thoughts that I had early on about oh, virtual pilgrimages, what's mm. Um, I had to just step back from that and realize that it isn't available to everybody. And for a lot of people, whether it's going somewhere where you can go around a labyrinth or you've got a, a map of the world and you can trace a route mm. with your finger and, and reflect on the different places, um, it's important to remember that. And again, in the context of what set me off on this journey in the first place was this walk was a luxury. I could stop at any time I wanted. I could have gone home whenever I wanted. There were at the time, and there still are today, hundreds of thousands of people across the globe who get up this morning and they walk because they're having to escape some kind of persecution, poverty, violence, war, whatever it might be. And they walk without really knowing what their destination is. They walk having left behind everything and knowing that they probably will never return. And in that context, uh, I was very blessed to be able to do this walk. Mm, mm. Safe in the, in the confidence, hopefully, <laughs> there'd be a church and a house to go back to mm. as well. Um, yeah. yeah, sometimes we can get a little lost in in grand thoughts and big ideas and big spirituality stuff and we have to ground ourselves again often in the realities of the lives for many people around the world so it's interesting though isn't it that there is such a hunger for that sense of of journeying um there's a there's an inbuilt desire to journey to let emotionally spiritually to, to be moved on um whether that is people accessing um these physical walks that you can do or the uh, or the virtual ones um I, i'm wondering i mean i know you've you've done your epic 555 mile trip but i'm wondering whether we should have a go at doing a pilgrimage together and making it a virtual experience because i mean i don't know about you but i i would imagine thousands upon thousands of my fans would um appreciate that <laughs> see you're, you're trying to sorry be dave you seem to be struggling <laughs> you're trying to be stupid which you do very well and earlier today i was looking at the opportunities to do pilgrimages pilgrim walks in wales either in North Wales and in South Wales. Mm. I'm thinking at the time, actually, I really need to look at getting some of these in place and seeing if people want to come along with us and do something like this, record it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably well-placed to lead those kind of pilgrimages because we, we've become a, almost a mecca, really, um, during lockdown. Um, but we'll come back to interesting okay. choice we, we, I, I know you just interesting like to, choice of words for it. I, I know. <laughs> I, I could have said Canterbury Cathedral, I have, but no, America. The um, I I've lost my train of thought. So we'll 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 pick it up. I think because there does seem to be a hunger for it, and okay. yeah, sounds good. good. Uh, and an opportunity for for people to spend more time with us. I think is always a good thing. Always good, absolutely, definitely. A penitence and pilgrimage goes together. So, you know, people having to go through penance and, yeah. Mm. 
Is that that's a that's a place in Cornwall, isn't it? <laughs> Good. Shall we stop for today? <laughs> that's the best. That's that's the best joke I've ever told. I think it, it deserved more than that, but that's okay. So uh, yeah, we'll pick it up tomorrow. Where are we headed tomorrow? We're going to Colliford tomorrow. Colliford. Colliford. Yeah. Have you got any any tempters, any teasers for us? Um, it's. I, it was the first time I'd sat down with my hosts and really had a, a long conversation about um, church and church life. It was one of those things I'd hoped would happen. Um, and it really did on that evening, just talking about some of the challenges of being church. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. Well, we'll look forward to that, Dave, and we shall catch you all tomorrow. Fabulous. Thanks, John. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Godcasts. Mm-hmm.